We've seen many different reactions from the Republican Party to the removal of Donald Trump from the primary ballot in Maine and in Colorado for violating Section three of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution by virtue of him participating and inciting the January 6, 2021 insurrection. One such reaction has been to start to focus on, hey, you know what, if they're removing Trump, maybe we will remove Joe Biden. Now, yesterday we had a clip of Ron DeSantis saying I'm looking into in Florida, maybe removing Joe Biden because of the eight million. Now, what he's referring to is eight million undocumented immigrants that DeSanctimonious and others claim came into the country under Joe Biden and that that would be grounds for removal for for Biden. Uh, from the 2024 ballot. I have a new one and it's going to blow all of the other ones out of the water. Take a look at this. Yesterday, Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft was interviewed by CNN's Boris Sanchez with absolutely no evidence whatsoever. The uh, uh, Jay Ashcroft, the Secretary of State, says that President Joe Biden engaged in an insurrection and as a result shouldn't be allowed to run for president. And he is considering taking him off the ballot. There's a couple problems with this. One is that, of course, Joe Biden has not engaged in any insurrection. The other problem is that the law in uh, Missouri actually says the secretary of state can't unilaterally remove someone. They have to actually go to court. This becomes an insane conversation with Boris Sanchez visibly unable to believe that Ashcroft is this stupid. Let's take a look. It's wild stuff. I'm sure the Supreme Court will settle whether you can remove someone from the ballot or or not or, or potentially give guidance on that. I'm wondering, though, what would then be your justification for removing Joe Biden from the ballot in Missouri? Has he engaged in your mind in some kind of insurrection? Uh, There have been allegations that he's engaged in insurrection. Okay, there are allegations that he insurrected. Really? And all there have no. Please let me finish. There have only been allegations. You can't say something like that and not back it up. What what do you mean? I am continuing, but you interrupted me before I could back it up. Go ahead. Are you scared of the truth? Oh, I'm not terrified of the truth at all. It seems like you might be. Let's hear what you have to say. There have only been allegations against President Trump. What allegations? President Trump Trump has never been um, uh, adjudicated guilty in a court of law. What did Joe Biden do in your mind that equates insurrection? What allegations are you talking about? Um, I I have seen allegations from the lieutenant governor of Texas. That has said that the that uh, Joe Biden <laughs> has has uh, has an, in, uh, uh, been part of insurrection or rebellion. We've seen the president. That's uh, right. The governor of Florida <laughs> say the same thing. Insurrection huh? over what? 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 What did the governor of Texas say that that Joe Biden was causing an insurrection over? If you're going to make the I, claim, give me give me some specifics. Are you just going to oh, cite me? No, wait, the wait governor minute, of Texas or Florida? I don't know. Uh, Greg Abbott said something. So here in Missouri, I might just remove Biden from the ballot. What, you got a problem with that, Boris? And not actually say what they are arguing. Do you know what they're arguing? All what I'm telling you is this. They made allegations and all it took for the president, for former President Trump to be taken off the ballot in Colorado and in Maine were allegations. We should not be a country <laughs> that removes people from the ballot based on allegations.
Now, remember that in Colorado, this actually got to a court in Maine. The secretary of state by state law is allowed to make such decisions in Missouri. The secretary of state is not allowed to make such decisions, and that's going to come up in a moment. I think you could agree with that. I think it, it depends to a degree. Oh, so because you, from the my guy, Joe Biden is not no, my guy. You don't know who it. my guy is. The point is, it doesn't sir, matter. It's the point is. <laughs> All right. So then they get into the next element of this. So question one is what insurrection did Biden get involved in? I don't know. Someone else said that he did. Great. Second part is you realize that different states have different laws or maybe you don't, Jay. And in your state, in Missouri, the secretary of state isn't allowed to just do this unilaterally. Then they get to that and it gets even weirder. In other words, you think that when the Supreme Court takes this up, they are going to side with President Trump. Is that correct? Uh, they are going to side against people being thrown off the ballot in this sort of manner. Um, the brief that I will be filing with the United, Supreme, United States Supreme Court is not going to say that President Trump is a bad person. It's not going to say that he's a good sure. person. What it's going to say is that this extrajudicial means of removing people from the ballot is catastrophic to our country if it's allowed to continue. Because if Democrats can do it, you know that Republicans will do it. And if Republicans well, will do it, then Democrats point. will do it more. To that point, Secretary, in order to remove President Biden from the ballot, according to your state constitution, you would need to go to court. What do you think would be your strongest no, not argument? At all. It doesn't seem he even knows the laws of his state. Not, not no? at all. If your you state constitution actually Biden. states that the Secretary of State lacks authority to assess qualifications of a candidate <laughs> to determine whether to place a candidate's name on a primary ballot. That's according to section. Sir? Sir? 115-387 of your state constitution. Sir, what I'm saying is, if the Supreme Court upholds the ruling out of Colorado, and what Which happened went to in court Colorado, to disqualify Donald Trump from the ballot, so you, according sir, to your state constitution, would need to sir, go to court. Sir, sir, let's just be clear. First of sure. all, you've already said you're not an attorney and you don't know what happened in Colorado. I was happy. I know to what happened in Colorado, that. sir. What I said was that I didn't read through all of the evidence specifically to be able to qualify whether there was hearsay or not. To get back to my question, you well, said that, that you would process. decide to remove Joe Biden from the ballot in your state. According to your state constitution, which I just read to you from, it says you need to go to court. I'm asking you what you think your strongest argument is. And I continue to try to answer your questions, and you continue <laughs> to try to tell me stuff that just isn't true. That's and not here's factual, sir. You made, you made an accusation here, about me not knowing something. I'm trying to clarify it for you. You can choose here, to answer the well, question or just continue. He doesn't have an answer. So an extraordinarily good job there by Boris Sanchez, Jay Ashcroft saying we might remove Biden because he did an insurrection. What insurrection? I don't know. Someone in Texas made the allegation. OK, well, what about the fact that as secretary of state, you don't even have the authority to do that? Eh, I don't know. I think I do. Nope. Here's where it says that you don't. You won't let me speak. This is the caliber of these people, and they are not going to. You know, I say I'd rather win with Trump on the ballot, but defeating him soundly. But if the truth is he violated Section three of the 14th Amendment, he shouldn't be on the ballot. Great. They aren't going to win this by removing Joe Biden from the ballot. I guarantee that that is not going to be the way in which they win. 
what they're able to come up with between now and November, we will see. Trump advisor Roger Stone, a former guest on this program, has been caught discussing the assassination of two Democratic members of Congress that I guess he doesn't like, Eric Swalwell, who has also been a guest on this show, and Jerry Nadler from New York. This is an extraordinary, an extraordinary bit of reporting. Mediaite exclusively breaking the story. Roger Stone spoke with cop pal, like a friend, about assassinating Eric Swalwell and Jerry Nadler weeks before the 2020 presidential election. Infamous political operative Roger Stone sat across from his associate Sal Greco at a restaurant in Florida. Greco was an NYPD cop working security for Stone on the side. The conversation was at Cafe Europa in Fort Lauderdale. I've actually been there, interestingly enough, focused on two House Democrats, Jerry Nadler and Eric Swalwell. In audio of the conversation obtained exclusively by Mediaite, Stone made threatening comments about the two lawmakers. Quote, it's time to do it. Let's go find Swalwell. It's time to do it. Then we'll see how brave the rest of them are. It's time to do it. It's either Nadler or Swalwell has to die before the election. They need to get the message. Let's go find Swalwell and get this over with. I'm not putting up with this S anymore. A source familiar with the discussion told media they believe Roger Stone's remarks were serious. This was not a joke. This was not a joke. Um, Roger Stone is denying this and alleging that it must be an AI recording. When he was told that there are recordings, he says it was AI. I did everything right and they made me AI talking about an assassination. So listen, um, Eric Swalwell is alive and well, fortunately, by the grace of God, Baruch Hashem. Uh, we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, a month or two ago. Uh, Jerry Nadler is alive and well. Let's assume for a moment that Roger Stone was serious here. Is anybody really that surprised? Is it really shocking that the people who say they are for law and order are floating the idea of extrajudicial killings for political reasons? Is it really a surprise that those who whine about not being given due process are talking about assassination to solve political inconveniences? Now, I'm not this is so early in this story at this point in time. Uh, we, we're we're just getting legal opinions as to is there something criminal here? Is there something legally actionable? There, there's going to be time for that. But I feel the desensitization washing over me. This doesn't really shock me that much. Like, I wish I could say it did. I wish I could say, oh, my goodness, I could never imagine these people who claim to be so moral and 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 up to all of the standards that they set for others. I, I'm so shocked that they would be talking about this. Can anybody in my audience really say I'm I'm so surprised that these people would be willing to at least talk about the idea of murder? But David, they didn't really do it. But David, they didn't really try. But David, if they had tried, they probably wouldn't have gotten away. These are not good defenses to the fact that these folks are not above at least thinking about what if we kill our political opponents? This is just the beginning. Roger Stone uh, will be investigated here. He's claiming they were AI recordings. 
I would be shocked. We'll try to get the recordings and see if we can figure it out. Not going to spend a ton of time on this, but Donald Trump, it's already Tuesday and the show is so packed all week. So we're not going to devote a ton of time to this issue. But in the background of everything that's going on, uh, Iowa caucus on Monday, so many different things. Donald Trump is facing a legal week from hell. Newsweek uh, sums it up nicely. Donald Trump will this week deal with multiple court deadlines and meetings as his many legal cases unfold. As you know, Trump is the uh, has been charged with 91 different felonies in four indictments. He is going to have a bunch of things going on this week. Yesterday, lawyers in his Georgia case have to finish filing all of their motions in the case, and that is going to set things up for the forthcoming trial. This also uh, is a week that is relevant with regard to uh, federal charges. There is also an appeal being made by judge uh, for the decision made by Judge Tanya Chutkin about whether or not Trump has immunity for any decision made while in the White House. The issue of immunity is a major issue. Today, oral arguments with regard to immunity start in Washington, D.C. Trump said that he is going to be there. In addition, today, there is a, quote, joint discovery status report for the classified document case. This is when parties look at each other's evidence. That's a major deal. Also today, there is going to be a supplemental briefing on whether plaintiffs have standing in Oregon to challenge Trump even being on the ballot over the 14th Amendment. That's similar to what has happened in Colorado uh, and in Maine. Uh, And then finally, Thursday, the final arguments will take place in Donald Trump's civil fraud trial. And just as a reminder, in the civil fraud trial, it's a bench trial. The judge has already determined that Trump is liable. We are really now arguing about damages, consequences and punishment. And that one has been wildly, wildly triggering to Donald Trump. So here's kind of the message I want to give. If you are sick of the Trump news, I am too. Understand that we have never had a situation like this in the history of the country. Trump is the leading candidate in his party's primary by far for president, and he is trying to de facto end democracy, admitting he would try to do it if he becomes president. And in addition to this, his lawyers, multiple different cadres of lawyers are moving between venue and venue to try to file proceedings in time and prepare for what are going to be four. They might not all be simultaneous, but four nearly simultaneous criminal defenses of Donald Trump. There's a reason that this stuff is in the news and the best thing for the country, the best thing for the show, the best thing for independent media, the best thing for the world would be that Trump gets uh, whatever it is that the justice system determines he is worthy of and deserving of that Trump loses the 2024 election and that then he goes to what's that phrase that DeSanctis likes to use the dustbin of history. It's time to be done with this aberration that is Trump in the political space. Let's hope that the four criminal trials plus the fraud trial, plus I guess there's another E. Jean Carroll defamation trial hard to keep track of and losing the November election if he does will be the end of Trump's political career and it will be the last any of us have to hear from him. That's the hope. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. So many people in our audience have become fans of our sponsor Ounce of Hope. Ounce of Hope is a cannabis farm that ships CBD and psychoactive THC products to your door 
anywhere in the US. This is federally legal. THCA, THC Delta eight and nine. They have edibles. And now you can check out the brand new drink from Ounce of Hope for 2024. The Berry High five milligram THC seltzer. It's the only 16 ounce THC seltzer on the market. It's only five bucks, a price no one can beat. At their cannabis farm in Memphis, Ounce of Hope sustainably raises fish to feed local homeless people. I've always thought it's a really cool operation. Besides the delicious seltzer, they have gummies, chocolate, Rice Krispie treats, caramels, topicals, oils, soft gels, you name it. Ounce of Hope grows, extracts and formulates all of these world class products in house so that you can trust the safety and quality of every product that arrives at your door. So whether you're looking for a little help sleeping at night, something for aches and pains, a way to unwind on the weekend, Ounce of Hope can help you out if you are over 21. And right now you can pick up their very high five milligram THC seltzers for five bucks each at ounceofhope.com. No one can beat that price. And aside from their drinks, you'll get 20 percent off everything else when you use the code Pacman. That's ounceofhope.com. Pick up one of their THC seltzers for just five bucks. Use the code Pacman to get 20 percent off everything else. The info is in the podcast notes. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact based reporting for some much needed clarity in the finance world, helping you to make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without conflict, making a balanced budget, boosting your credit score, saving more money for retirement, all sorts of really useful topics. Most people in the audience know I'm a big financial literacy advocate. I can tell you NerdWallet does a fantastic job here. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. I'm very particular about my coffee and our sponsor Trade Coffee helps you do more in 2024. If you're like me, coffee might be part of your routine, maybe a factor in your productivity. Check out Trade as your destination for better coffee at home. Subscribe to Trade and start the year with amazing coffee. You'll discover new favorites. You'll support more than 55 local roasters across the country and you will upgrade your morning and the best part is you can personalize all of it from the type of coffee you get, how often you get it delivered. They have decaf. If that's your preference, I recently got Orin's Colombian from New York, sweet and inviting, full bodied notes of pine. I actually love pine. Who knew pine is great. Every time I get a new shipment from trade, the quality and the taste is top notch. The convenience is it's just great. The coffee comes to my door instead of having to go find them. Whether you already know what you like or you're new to specialty coffee and want some help, trade just makes it easy to discover new coffees you will like. Jumpstart the year. Sign up for a trade subscription right now. Trade is offering a free bag with some of their subscription plans when you go to drinktrade.com slash Pacman. That's drinktrade.com slash Pacman to get a free bag of coffee with select subscription plans. The link is in the podcast notes. The David Pacman Show continues to be a community supported program through something called the membership program. Uh, I invite you to sign up at joinpacman.com. 
it doesn't have to stop with the daily podcast. We do an extra show every day for our members. It's called the bonus show. Oh, the bonus show where you want to make money. Yeah. Everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. Something about that bonus show is ultra triggering to conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, but it is available. Go to joinpacman.com and you can use the coupon code Save Democracy 24 to get yourself a discount. I've got some interesting video here of the average voter. Now, if this is the average voter, we're in trouble. We're in real, real trouble. This is one of those Fox News segments in this particular one. Lawrence Jones goes to the Eggs Up Grill in Dallas, Texas at 550 in the morning local time. Totally normal time to be doing interviews, obviously, and uh, interviews voters. And he interviews people that seem to be actual crazy people. And he just nods along and goes, mm, mm, mm. this is uh, <laughs> let's take a listen and see if we can analyze what is going on here and how people become this ignorant. Joe bite me is the but isn't that clever, by the way, it's not Joe Biden. It's Joe bite me. Joe bite me is the worst president. OK, sorry, sorry. Here we go. Joe bite me is the problem. Mm -hmm. He should not be in the White House. He did not win the election. I believe that with my whole heart. And until we get him out and Trump in office, our America is at risk of not being America anymore. Yep. I mean, hasn't everybody has noticed, I'm sure how un-American the country has gotten since Joe Biden has been president. I mean, you can tell when you look around at. What actually I can't tell, it seems like everything is exactly the same and it breaks my heart. Wow, such a passionate point of view. A lot of people agree with you as well. A lot of people agree with you as well. And by the way, a lot of people think you're completely off the wall cuckoo for the things that you're saying, ma'am. Then they go to another guy. Also, when I talk to people here in Texas, they're, they're concerned about the border. Right. Uh, what is your stance on this? I know it's been hitting our home state for a while. Well, I think that Abbott should have reacted a long time ago. And he should have put National Guard down there. We, I think our Congress should put our army down there absolutely. and shut it down. Just absolutely. The Biden administration is now suing the state of it appears as though what that guy is suggesting is illegal. Now, does Lawrence Jones know that? But it would be not the, the spirit of the segment. What I'm referring to is there is significant legal opinion that using the army for domestic law enforcement purposes would be against the law. And what you're talking about when you talk about putting the army at the border, as Trump and others have talked about, is doing exactly that. It's not settled 100 percent. But the consensus of most legal experts is that would be illegal. And Lawrence Jones just goes, right, okay, yeah, what about this other thing? Texas yeah. and Texas DPS about this very thing. Well, the DOJ is corrupt. Yeah. I mean, you can right. see it every day how corrupt they are. And Where did he get that idea, I wonder? In terms of what, they, what they're doing to conservative people, um, it's criminal. Yeah. Like to Hunter Biden, right? For what they're doing. making the cartel rich. They are terrorists. They are getting rich off of Joe Biden's or Joe Bite Me's policies. Sorry, ma'am. Can you say Joe Bite Me once more? We really want to make sure we hear that clever nickname.
Hey, that, he's probably getting his po- pockets padded as well, just like he's getting money from China. And- there's now there's no. So now she floats more conspiracy theories. There's no evidence that Joe Biden got money from China, but she doesn't care. She mentions it anyway. Uh, it, it and there's no pushback. There's no pushback from from Lawrence Jones about it. People are just welcome to say whatever crazy thing they want. All these other countries, it is not right until we all stand up and do something about it. It's going to continue. And I went we had a protest at the Capitol back in the summer about the border and child trafficking. And I went to that and there were very few people there. And the people that were there were just taking pictures to put on Facebook. I was passionate. I was yelling and and telling (laughs) our officials what at this point, Lawrence is like, Yikes, this lady's nuts. I got to figure out a way out. Be done. And I had the police watching me wow. because I was outspoken. And there's a lot of people that support the position. And look. Yeah, there you go. And that clip uh, from decoding Fox News. Leave it up to the voters, these people say, except they refuse to accept what the voters said in 2020. Oh, that's different, though, David, because Donald Trump actually won. These are not. I. <laughs> They're not balanced people, right? I don't want to allege mental illness. That's not what we do. But these are not people who are balanced. These are not people who have a uh, a, a, a direct connection to what's happening here in the world, uh, to reality, to the facts, to empiricism. And so when you see that and you say, how do we win against these people? There's only one answer, and it's more of us vote than than them. Right. It's not. We sit down with those two people, the the lady and the man that were interviewed and try to convince them Biden's not really getting money from China. This thing that you believe isn't true, that thing you believe isn't true. That's not going to work. These people are propagandized to the nth degree. It's about half the country doesn't vote. Let's find people already on our side and make sure that they vote. That's how we win. I don't see any other path forward. Shocking, shocking claims about Donald Trump related to Jeffrey Epstein. This is absolutely bonkers stuff. Where do we even start? The messenger reports former President Donald Trump regularly had sex with a woman at Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan mansion and Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew and Richard Branson were caught on a sex tape by the financier according to emails allegedly written by an Epstein victim who later recanted the claims. Important detail later recanted the claim claims. We're now learning about it. The allegations were made by Sarah Ransome to a journalist, and they were unsealed yesterday in court documents. The documents were part of a filing in which lawyers for uh, Alan Dershowitz wanted to portray Ransom as a liar who contradicted herself and make made outlandish claims. So listen, there is a lot of material here, and I don't really bring this up to get into all of the lurid details. And there are many lurid details. There's a couple important things here that I believe are most important. First, all of these allegations as they relate to Trump have no bearing on his fitness to be president in the sense that even if every single one of these allegations is true or false or whatever, Trump is not qualified to be president. He's not fit to be president. He should not be president again and he should lose in November. Okay, that being out of the way, 
it is really important to distinguish where there are allegations here of uh, possible crimes, meaning sex with underage girls and where they there are not. A lot of people wrote to me saying this is the proof that Trump is actually a, a, a child molester, for lack of a better term. We want to be really careful and clear and not overstep what we know. First of all, the claims being made here have been recanted. Now, oftentimes when the power of big law comes down on accusers, they recant. And we don't always know. Are they recanting because they genuinely uh, realize what they said isn't true? Or are they recanting because they are being threatened implicitly or explicitly or whatever the case may be? We don't know the answer to that. Aside from the fact that these allegations were recanted, these documents, as of this moment, this may change by this afternoon. As of this moment, these documents say only that Donald Trump was regularly having sex with a woman at Epstein's mansion. It does not say that it was an underage girl separately from this, because I know people remember separately from this, there was an allegation made. It's so sick that Trump and Epstein uh, did sexually assault an underage girl at Epstein's apartment. That allegation was also recanted, and I'm not weighing in on the 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 uh, underlying core of the recanting. I'm just telling you it was an allegation that was made and it was recanted. So it's important, especially because even if this story didn't exist, there's so many different reasons Trump should not be president. Let's not sort of shoot ourselves in the foot by going beyond what the documents are now alleging and then saying that's why Trump shouldn't be president. We don't want that doesn't make any sense to do with regard to, you know, Dershowitz has denied many times all of this stuff, but then it seems to keep coming up in records. But the records are sometimes recanted. Bill Clinton, I think that we we will ultimately get closer to what we might consider the truth of what happened here with Epstein's plane and Epstein's island and the entire thing. I don't think we know it right now. I don't think we need to know anymore to know that even throwing this entire story out for a thousand different reasons, Trump should not be president of the United States. Weight loss is often not easy, especially if you're in your 30s or later. There is no miracle cure, right? The magic diet or the pill or the injection. It's just about healthy eating, not beating yourself up and having a plan. And that's what our sponsor, Ph.D. Weight Loss, understands. Ph.D. Weight Loss helps real people see real results at losing weight. It's lifestyle modification. It's using protocols from successful clinical trials. It's evidence based and it's very reasonable. The founder of Ph.D. Weight Loss is licensed registered dietitian, Dr. Ashley Lucas. She has spent decades developing this program. You can check out their website and the amazing results that many people have had. There's no severe calorie restrictions, no medications or supplements, no crazy unsustainable exercise routines. It's healthy eating, customized meal plan and weekly one on one coaching for a truly personal touch experience. You can learn more about Ph.D. weight loss at myphdweightloss.com. Then call for a consultation at 864-644-1900. 
and mention the David Pakman show to get a week of the program totally free. Again, you can learn more at myphdweightloss.com. Then call 864-644-1900 for a consultation and mention my show to get a week for free. The info is in the podcast notes. If you're like me and I know so many of you are just like me, you hate the sticking and the rubbing that comes with traditional underwear. I'm sure most gentlemen in my audience know what I'm talking about. Our sponsor sheath underwear solves the problem. They have a patented ergonomic underwear design, separate compartments in the front. Everything stays dry, cool and comfortable with sheath. You do away with the chafing and the sweating. Everything can air out and breathe and be fresh. Large variety of designs, something for everyone. The air circulation in sheath underwear allows for a huge difference. And you've got to try it yourself to understand. I can tell you firsthand next level comfort down there. Sheath also now is offering super comfortable women's underwear as well as silky smooth base layer undershirts and bottoms for men. Sheath has world class customer service, super fast shipping over 20,000 five star reviews. Sheath is the perfect gift for the men and the women on your shopping list. Check it out at sheathunderwear.com slash Pacman and you'll get 20% off with the code Pacman. The link is down below. Well, let's see. Cognitive issue or just a terrible person? I'm going to leave it up to you to decide as we review some moments from failed former President Donald Trump's most recent rally in Iowa, in Newton, Iowa. During this rally, Donald Trump said that slavery could have been negotiated, the Civil War could have been negotiated. He also made fun of the late Senator John McCain for his injury sustained while a prisoner of war which made it so he couldn't lift his arms very high cognitive decline or Trump is just a disgusting person. You tell me here's Trump on the Civil War. I love studying the uh, if you take a look, I mean, the wars, I don't know what it is. The Civil War was so fascinating, so horrible, it was so horrible, but so fascinating. It was uh, I don't know. It was just different. I just find it. I'm so attracted to seeing it. So many mistakes were made. Trump's attracted to studying the Civil War. Has Trump ever studied anything? See, there was something I think could have been negotiated, to be honest with you. I think you could have negotiated that. All the people died. So many people died. You know, that was the disaster. If you got hit by a bullet in the leg, you were essentially going to die or lose the leg. That's why you had so many people, no legs, no arms. If you got hit in the arm or the leg, it meant you were up because the infection, gangrene. It was just such a you know, sort of a horrible time. But that's I was thinking to myself because I was uh, reading something and I said, this is something that could have been negotiated. You know, and it was just for all those people to die and they died viciously. That was a vicious, vicious war. And uh, in many ways, look, they're all this nothing nice about it. But boy, that was a that was a tough one for our country. But I think it's uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln, of course, if you negotiated it, you probably wouldn't even know who Abraham Lincoln was. There you go. You could have negotiated the Civil War. Trump thinks that the matter of human slavery maybe should have been negotiated. Maybe there could be a compromise. You're allowed a certain number of slaves or certain states get to have them and certain don't or 
I don't know what kind of compromise or negotiation Donald Trump is thinking about doing with these virulent racists who wanted to own other people. But this wasn't even necessarily the most disgusting moment of the rally in Newton. Trump then mocking the late Senator John McCain for the injury that he sustained where he could not raise his arms. It's hard to believe this guy's this disgusting, but he is. And a lot of people love Obamacare it. is a catastrophe. Nobody talks about it. You know, without John McCain, we would have had it done. But John McCain, for some reason, couldn't get his arm up that day. Remember, he goes that like Obama. Yeah, couldn't get his arm up, unable to lift his arms above his shoulders, of course, as a result of the uh, injury and torture he sustained when he was a prisoner of war. This is not a guy with respect for the military, openly mocking former prisoners of war. Remember when he said about McCain, I pretend my heroes who don't get captured. He's branded our war dead suckers and losers. He's refused to stand alongside injured war veterans because he didn't like the optics of it. And of course, the most exciting moment to the audience of these speeches, it wasn't when Trump talked about negotiating slavery. It wasn't when Trump made fun of John McCain's war injury. It was when Trump jumped into the transphobia. Notice how quickly the crowd moves to a standing ovation when he starts in on the transphobia. This is his base. They love this crowd. In our country on day one, I will sign a new executive order to cut federal funding for any school pushing critical race theory, transgender insanity and other inappropriate racial, sexual or political content onto our children. Amazing. It's amazing that you have to even say these things, you know, who would ever think, you know, your children go into surgery. You don't even know. So they're operating on your daughter. They are. Can you believe this? It's they're taking over. It's just. Yeah. So probably the biggest applause line of the night, as is often the case at CPAC events, Trump rallies and other right wing turning point events and, and the like. When they go transphobic, they stand and they clap and they cheer, which reminds us uh, this is very, very far from being, you know, George H.W. Bush's Republican Party without without romanticizing that. Nobody in here seems super concerned about tax rates. Let me put it that way. And then Trump, with another one of these cognitive beauties, ranting about telephones and how telephones work. And sometimes you can speak on them and use them. A very weird moment of the speech. You know, you can do things. You don't even have to go there. You can do things with telephones that are quite effective if you know how to use a telephone properly, if you know how to speak. Uh, that are very effective. Sometimes it's better because it's easier to talk over a phone than to tell some of the things I say to these guys face to face. It's easier for me to just say, you know, you two possibilities. One, this is another one of those cognitive glitches where Trump doesn't even know why he's talking about this or what he's saying. Or secondly, Trump's alluding to the fact that he prefers for there to be no paper trail. So you talk on the phone and then I don't know. I don't know what was said. We certainly have no uh, email record or text message record or anything of the like. Newton, Iowa. It's not just about what they don't cheer for. It's about what they do cheer for. I expect a Trump win in Iowa on Monday. 
The plan is to cover those results as they come in live. Hey, if you want to talk about sort of the final humiliation of a career, listen to this. Lou Dobbs, formerly of CNN, more recently of all over the place. Lou Dobbs is now working for Pillow TV. That's not actually what it's called. It's called Lindell TV. This is the Mike Lindell, my pillow channel of sorts to welcome Lou Dobbs for this final humiliation of his career. He got to interview Donald Trump. He got an interview with Donald Trump and the interview is deranged and delusional and maybe most prominently and most notably Donald Trump roots against America and says he hopes there's a recession in the next 12 months. Would that be good for Americans if there was a recession? Is that is that it? Would that be a good thing? Well, Trump thinks it would be good for him politically. Listen to this. We have an economy that's so fragile. And the only reason it's running now is it's running off the fumes of what we did. When there's a crash, I hope it's going to be during this next 12 months because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. The one president, I just don't want to be Herbert Hoover. If, if you could make it so that the crash happens sooner, so that it'll be attached to Joe Biden's presidency rather than to Trump's. That would be really convenient for the failed former president. He would really like that. Now, of course, he's been threatening these crashes for a very long time, including insisting in 2020 that if Joe Biden won, there would be a 1929 style stock market depression. Didn't happen. Record high stock market. Now he's saying if you elect Biden in 24, it's going to happen. I hope that it actually happens sooner. I don't want it to happen under my watch. It's thanks to me that the economy is even doing as well as it is. They simultaneously are telling us the economy is terrible, but it's also pretty good, but only because of what I did years ago and because the Fed is helping Joe Biden. Another another one of these. There was no violence on January 6th and there was lots of violence committed by Antifa on January 6th. Trump then seemingly confused about gasoline. Uh, claiming that gas is eight bucks a gallon, which I just haven't seen. And uh, you had gasoline selling for less than two dollars. And now you have it at five, six, seven and even eight dollars a gallon. You know, I I haven't seen that. As many people know, I, I have an electric vehicle. I mostly drive the electric vehicle, but I do still have we call it the fun car. I do still have one gas powered vehicle and, and I drive it very infrequently, but I had to get gas the other day. Ninety three octane. OK, three oh nine. And nationally, if you look at the gas buddy charts, gas is about three bucks a gallon right now. Five, six, seven, eight dollars a gallon. I don't know what Donald Trump is talking about. Donald Trump also repeating what he has said before uh, about 2016 and about 2020. He's paving the way to claim it was stolen from me in 24. Here's another one of the dangerous aspects of what Trump is going to do. He says the only way Democrats can win in 2024 is if they cheat. Around. We have to win in 2024. We cannot allow anybody else there. They don't have the votes. The only way they can win is to cheat. Now, we know that that is, of course, completely untrue. But what we really need to remember is this is Trump setting up again to claim it was rigged. And it was stolen. And I know I know he didn't achieve stealing it last time. That's a great thing. But to assume he has no chance of stealing it again, knowing where it went wrong, 
I think is short sighted and naive. We must assume because he's telling us he will try to steal it if he doesn't win. A couple of other clips, Trump again claiming that uh, Biden is going after him through the DOJ and seemingly saying he may therefore go after Joe Biden. The precedent on doing what they did with the with using the weaponization, using the DOJ, the FBI to go after the political opponent. That is so bad because that means that I can do it, too. In other words, the Pandora's box is open and that means that I can do it, too. I can do it, too. Guys, we don't have to read between the lines. Just listen to what he's telling us. He said it a dozen two dozen times. He said it on Fox News. He said it to Lou Dobbs. He, he won't stop saying it. They did it to me, even though they didn't. He says Biden went after me, even though there's no evidence of Biden connected to any of this. Therefore, I can do it to him. He's going to try. We can't give him that opportunity. And lastly, here is Donald Trump again complaining about so-called windmills, wind farms, right? It's what we're talking about. Uh, the question asked of him had nothing to do with wind farms, but Trump's obsessed. He's fixated on building uh, infrastructure that's no good, but environmentally friendly on doing uh, windmills all over the place that are the most, by the way, the most expensive energy in the world. You cannot get more expensive. And now you notice it's all coming down because they're not working. It's not working economically. It doesn't work now. Remember, windmills are not coming down. More windmills are being built. They're not even I don't even know why I say windmills. More wind farms are being built than the number that are uh, being decommissioned. I think what he's referring to is that the blades ultimately need replacement. It's not the most expensive form of energy. In fact, it's quite efficient. It has high initial costs to build the wind farms. But Trump doesn't care and his followers don't care. By the way, yesterday speaking, speaking, I tweeted about this yesterday or I exed, I excreted about this yesterday. I had the uh, tire rotation done on my electric vehicle. And uh, this little squirrely guy in the shop goes, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't recommend electric vehicles. I said, really? Why is that? He says, well, the grid can't handle it and they go through tires. Now, the grid can't handle it is a funny one. What they love to tell you is if everybody today switched from a gas powered vehicle to an electric vehicle, we don't have the grid capacity. And that's true, but that's impossible because there aren't that number of electric vehicles. There, there's there's no way everyone today could switch to an electric vehicle. At some point, common sense kicks in and you realize, oh, as the number of electric vehicles on the road grows, the demand for grid power will go up and that'll be done. And the demand for gasoline will go down. But overnight, you're not having everybody switch to electric. So, yeah, he, he it's true. You can't switch everybody to electric today. Fortunately for this guy at the shop, there aren't enough electric vehicles to do that. And then as far as, you know, the electric vehicles eat tires, it is true that electric vehicles because of the battery are heavier. Um, and so they do wear the tires more quickly. It's more of an inconvenience, I would say, in the totality of having an electric vehicle has never really been a big deal. But you know, I always play it cool in these situations. I don't really want to get into arguments. So I just said, really, tell me more. Interesting. Well, I'll, I'll think about that, sir. Thank you very much. So windmills, wind farms, electric vehicles, they don't like any of it. But fortunately, it's not up to them. These are great new technologies and they are being adopted. 
One of our sponsors today is Deal Dash. Deal Dash is an auction website. It's been around 14 years. You might have seen their ads on TV. Deal Dash only auctions brand new items. You can get incredible deals. A Nintendo Switch sold for $22 recently. Deal Dash auctions anything from iPads to clothing, autograph memorabilia, you name it. And here's how it works you buy bids up front, for example, 30 bucks for 400 bids. Every auction starts at zero dollars. There's no minimum. And each bid increases the price by a penny. If no one bids only 10 seconds after you bid, you win the auction. I found an awesome chair on Deal Dash that's going to look great in my office. I'm bidding on it right now. It's sort of fun. If you don't win the item, you can use the buy it now feature to buy the item at the listed price and you get your bids back and you have a 90 day money back guarantee on your first bid pack purchase. So try it out. Use my promo code Pacman for 100 free bids with your first bid pack purchase or go to deal dash.com slash Pacman. The info is in the podcast notes. I've had such trouble finding a great razor where I am not cutting myself or getting those nicks on my skin, which are so common with the cheap disposable razors. You have to meet our sponsor Henson Shaving. Henson actually manufactures parts for the International Space Station and the Mars Rover. And they are bringing that exact same precision engineering to the shaving experience. It hurts when you shave because blades extend too far and thus they wobble slightly. But with their aerospace grade CNC machines, Henson is able to make metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches. That's less than the thickness of a human hair, which means a secure, stable blade with a vibration free shave. It also has built in channels to evacuate the hair and the cream. No more clogs, no more rubbing your thumb on the razor to get the hair out. I use Henson at home. Shaving is a great experience now. Henson wants to be the best razor, not the best razor business, which means you only need to buy it once and it's awesome. Go to hensonshaving.com slash Pacman, add a razor and a hundred pack of blades to your cart, then enter the code Pacman to get the hundred blades for free. That is a three year supply. That's H E N S O N shaving.com slash Pacman. Use code Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. Failed former President Donald Trump's legal team is not exactly made up of geniuses, I think is fair to say. Uh, Alina Habba is one of those attorneys, and she appeared with Maria Bartiromo, another Trump brown noser, on Fox News over the weekend. And this was a very, very humiliating interview for Alina Habba. This is so funny. She's a lawyer. Remember Maria Barter. I know it's hard to remember. Maria Bartiromo says, why does Donald Trump want special prosecutor Jack Smith held in contempt? And Alina Habba says, because he's in contempt. Oh, wow. Very interesting legal analysis. Alina, thanks very much for being here. A lot to handle here. First, I want to ask you about the special counsel, Jack Smith. What is President Trump's reasoning for wanting him to be held in contempt? because he is in contempt. He has clearly ignored the court's stay of that decision. The decision is completely disregarded. Just like anything, these radical lefts are really pushing their own agenda. <laughs> what happened was there was a stay. 
Sorry, Alina, I, I missed the connection. What does the radical left have to do with this? I don't even understand. In the proceeding, that means that all actions, all activities on that case must stop until the issue of presidential immunity is addressed. That means that the president would have immunity during the time as he was sitting president, the same immunity Biden and Obama and everybody else gets. He should be afforded that immunity. That decision needs to be made before there can be any activity on this case. Jack Smith has completely disregarded the the Washington court's decision to stay pending the immunity decision and has continuously filed motions to inundate our team and disregard the law. It is a clear contempt case. I know that if I was sitting as the counsel doing that and filing motions, I would be in contempt very quickly. I would be sanctioned. Uh, so let's see how they hold the cards on this one. But I, to me, it's a clear, clear cut contempt motion. Obviously, special prosecutor Jack Smith is not going to be held in contempt. Obviously, Jack Smith did not do anything wrong by filing motions as the issue of immunity is adjudicated. And the the scariest part of all of this is that there are many rumors that Alina Habba, Trump's lawyer who just spoke there, if Trump becomes president, is going to be relatively high ranking in his administration. Now, that's all if it's there doesn't have to be another Trump presidency and we should work to ensure that there is not. But imagine a world in which Alina Habba is a high ranking member of a presidential administration. That is scary stuff. The sycophancy on full display during the interview, by the way, Habba saying Trump is working so hard for the country doing what I don't know that he barely sleeps. She knows his sleep schedule time. He's going to continue campaigning like he always does. The man really barely sleeps. He works so hard for the country. He now more than ever with all of this has seen how important it is for him to get back in 2024. The best possible. And by the way, I don't know how she knows his, his sleep schedule, but let's let's assume for a second that she does. Um, the best possible outcome here is that all of these folks end up in the dustbin of history. We have a real opportunity here. I see it as an inflection point. I see it as the possibility of saying, hey, you know what? MAGA in 2016 was an aberration. They Trump won in 2016. Fine. 2018 didn't go super well. 2020 didn't go super well for MAGA. 2022 didn't go super well for MAGA. 2023 didn't go super well for MAGA. That was it. It was an aberration. That's one outcome. The other possible outcome is this becomes an enduring and lasting political movement that at worst case scenario outlives Donald Trump. And the way that that would happen is that in November of 2024, instead of being soundly defeated, Donald Trump wins. And instead of having no more role to play in telling us who is going to be in a cabinet, who will be White House chief of staff, who are these people going to be instead of having no role in that ever again, Donald Trump gets to put hardcore ideological extremist loyalists in positions of power. Chief of staff Alina Habba. Can you imagine secretary of state? You know, uh, I don't know, Don Jr. I, I Honestly, I don't even know who he would pick. Stephen Miller, it's really hard to know. We must see November of 2024 as an inflection point that could go one way or it could go the other way. If there is any, you know, uh, let me put it this way. I'm willing to be helped by Trump's incompetence in keeping him out of office. And that's what this next story is about. Donald Trump will not be on the Nevada primary ballot. It's not because of an insurrection. 
It's not because of a court that decided something. It's because they didn't do the paperwork. It's that simple. And it is this sort of incompetence that I welcome uh, in keeping Donald Trump from being president. Here's the Nevada Independent. Trump cannot legally qualify for Nevada's 2024 primary ballot. The Supreme Court may consider if states can disqualify Trump from their primaries. No matter how justices rule, it will not alter the silver state's election. Here's the key paragraph. His absence has nothing to do with any legal challenges to his eligibility to participate. Nevada Supreme Court was never given the opportunity to rule whether Trump violated Section three of the 14th Amendment. This is because Trump's campaign didn't fill out an application to place him on Nevada's primary ballot. As hilarious as it would have been if this was the product of a paperwork snafu committed by an incomplete, incompetently run campaign, Trump's absence was wholly intentional. They followed the directions provided to them by an incompetently run organization, the Nevada Republican Party which decided the same primary election process that's been used to elect every other non-presidential Republican candidate, including the governor, is not good enough for presidential candidates. The state party warned presidential campaigns if it saw their candidates names on the primary ballot, they would be ineligible to participate in and receive delegates from the caucus. Bear in mind, this was made after the caucus was canceled in 2020. Uh, and Democrats hosted a caucus that mostly worked um, as tempting as it might have been, whether Trump was constitutionally eligible. It's not going to make a difference because Trump is not going to be on that ballot. Uh, you know, one of the funniest things here about all of this is that we're still going to hear that this is the radical left keeping Trump off the ballot, even though it doesn't have to do with a court. It has to do completely with an incompetent Republican Party in the in Nevada. The Nevada Republican Party uh, completely upside down on this issue. But they will say, how could Joe Biden do this to him? The weaponized Justice Department, they're treating him so unfairly. They're not letting him run, even though he did everything right and they indicted him and the entire thing. I don't want to beat Trump because a court says he's not going to be on any of the ballots. If it's the right thing for them to say, they should do it. I would like to live in a country where Trump loses because the voters reject him. That would be my preference. But if they mess up and aren't on the ballot, well, so be it. If courts do decide his actions violated Section three of the 14th Amendment, so he's not going to be on the ballot, so be it. I would love to have a country that would never elect this guy. Sadly, we have a country that we know sometimes would elect somebody like this and any legal means through which this guy loses is to the benefit of the country and it's to the benefit of the world. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. Here is a voicemail from Eric from Massachusetts. We haven't heard from Eric for a very long time. He reappeared. He's not happy with me. Here's what he had to say. Hey, David, it's Eric from Mass. Right. Been a while, buddy. Uh, yeah, just wanted to say, yeah, let's save democracy by taking away democracy. Let's take every Democrat off the ballot in all these states and not have primaries. Let's take away, let's save democracy by taking away democracy. Let's take Trump off the ballot. We will decide for you, authoritarian and fascist. Why fascist? 
fascist is when corporations fuse with government. Oh, when did that happen? Oh, when they forced um, a vaccine for the common cold. Some poison they're going to put in your body. Oh, you must take this. Why? Because well, we said so. Yeah, but why? Well, we told you to. But why would I take something like that when my immune system? Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You want a job? Take it. So let's save democracy by tearing down democracy. <laughs> you should be a fucking comedian, dude. <laughs> so there is Eric from Mass. And if nothing else, he certainly has not changed. He hasn't changed one bit. Um, I still get emails from people who say to me, David, I think you're wrong about how covid was handled. I'd like to debate you on it. Just random viewers. OK, I mean, call in. But the obsession with this topic for so many people obsessed with the vaccine, obsessed with hydroxychloroquine, just endlessly thinking about this. stuff. I don't know what's up with these people. I genuinely don't. But uh, hopefully they live happy lives. They seem miserable. I'll tell you that. We have a fantastic bonus show for you. A today. David Pacman membership costs six bucks a month. Well, hold on. Let's not get it. By the way, I heard Howard has covid, which is not good. Wishing him a uh, fast recovery on the bonus show today. There has been a review requested of Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin because he didn't disclose that he was in the hospital. And uh, a lot of people are saying, wait a second, shouldn't we have known that if the Secretary of Defense is in the hospital, there's an investigation. We will discuss it. The NRA's Wayne LaPierre spent millions on trips to the Bahamas, private jets, personal items, according to the attorney general. And Dr. Anthony Fauci sat through seven hours of questions from this covid special select subcommittee or whatever. They are obsessed with Fauci, who wants nothing more than to just be a good public health official. We will talk about the hearing with Fauci. It's pretty humiliating and embarrassing that Republicans are doing this to him. We have a fantastic week of programming coming up. Special programming note Thursday, unless something changes, I will be joined by former Democratic Congressman Anthony Weiner, which I think will be very, very interesting. Rokana is coming up next week. Is it next week? No, in two weeks next week. Um, Cal Newport, whose podcast I think is one of the best podcasts on right now. Cal Newport is going to be joining us soon. It's uh, we've got some good stuff coming up, so we will see you on the bonus show. Make sure to sign up at joinpacman.com to get instant access. And then if you don't get the bonus show, OK, no hard feelings, but we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new show.